have a desire to help others? Are you unsure of how to do that in a godly way? Well, join the Care Pastors as we take a trip over the next five weeks dealing with figuring out the difference between codependency and compassion. This series is entitled, What's Your Motivation, Compassion or Codependence? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brooklyn Church. And uh, we are in the year 2020. And this is our first uh, podcast for the new year. So happy new year to those of you listening. Um, we've taken a little bit of a break. I guess we've been off for, what, six to eight weeks? Yeah. Yes, about okay. Yep. So uh, I'm Gene Beckner. I'm a care pastor. I'm here with Josh Masters, associate care pastor, and Doug Wildman, associate care doing? pastor. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. And uh, we are starting a, a new podcast, which... Uh, we're kind of excited about it. We've actually put some work into this one, so uh, hopefully it'll... <laughs> You're making it sound like we never worked on the other one. We, we put are, more work into we this We are completely one. professional here. Yes, we're being... Com- yeah, that's our New Year's revolution, right? Not resolution, revolution. Revolution. Go back and right. listen to the first pile. the first one we ever did, right? That was the that first was one two we ever years did. Ago. Yep. That's pretty cool. So this one um, deals with uh, how we care for people. And uh, as you know, the title of it is, is, is What's Your Motivation? And we're going to take a look at um, really the difference between having compassion for people versus um, getting stuck in codependency. And so we're going to look at both of those words. We're going to look at how codependency uh, can get started and maybe why we are in it. You know, a lot of times I know all of us have people who will say things like, you know, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing kind of thing. And... Um, you know, being able to examine our life, examine our motives and take a look at, hey, why am I why am I trying to help this person? You know, what's the end cause? And, um, you know, we're told over and over again in Scripture, you know, that God is the one that um, uh, gives us life. You know, God is the one that gives us breath. God is the one that directs our paths. And as we even heard um, JC talking last Sunday, um, you know, there's a partnership that's involved. And so figuring out that balance in our own lives for ourselves is a challenge enough. But now we want to take a look at, okay, if we're trying to help somebody else, how do we avoid, you know, kind of getting in the weeds with them? You know, or getting stuck in the ditch with somebody, but yet being compassionate for someone and caring for them and having their best interest at heart. Um, because a lot of times what we think is their best interest is really meeting something in us. Exactly. It's meeting yeah. my best interest. Yeah. And, uh, and it's subtle. You know, it's kind of like pride. It can be very subtle where we don't recognize that that's what's happening until we're out of it. You know, I mean, everyone's probably had those experiences where you look back and go, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, but in the moment, it seemed like, you know, the right thing to do. So, um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll share some uh, biblical stories that we feel like um, uh, help paint the picture for us of what we're trying to accomplish, as well as our own stories and, you know, maybe what we've experienced in our lives as well as those that we've cared for. So, um, Josh is going to kind of kick us off. We're going to take a look at compassion. Uh, we've heard that word, and uh, kind of what does that mean? Yes, and so it's hard, it's sometimes it's hard to define compassion without also defining codependency because they're kind of opposites, right? In the sense that compassion is really focused on the other person, and codependency is using the other person to focus on yourself. Mm. 
So I won't, I'll try not to get too much into the codependency. Otherwise, Doug won't have anything to say. But, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Um, but compassion, really, the model that we have for compassion is God's compassion for us, right? Because everything that man does is tainted to a certain extent. Right. So I like the definition of compassion that comes from the Dictionary of Bible Themes. So this is from the Dictionary of Bible Themes. And it says that compassion is an aspect of God's nature, which is reflected in his sympathetic understanding of human weakness and his restoration of those who are in trouble. Hmm. You could probably read that one again. Yeah, I think I will. Thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Compassion is an aspect of God's nature, which is reflected in his sympathetic understanding of human weakness and his restoration of those in trouble. Mm. And a couple of keywords sort of stick out to me in that definition. The first is that it's God's nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if God is living in us, if Christ is living in us, then compassion isn't something that we should have to manufacture. Mm. It should become part of our nature. Mm-hmm. Our nature should start moving from a selfishness to compassion for other people. Mm-hmm. So the first word that stuck out to me is nature, and that it should be part of our nature because we're reflecting God's nature. Mm-hmm. And then the next word was sympathetic, tied to the phrase understanding of human weakness. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Not, I don't think it means intellectually, do you understand what the person mm-hmm. is going through? Mm-hmm. Can you identify with it? You know, Hebrews tells us that we have a priest a high priest that has experienced everything that we've experienced. Can we identify with the weakness that the person is facing? Mm -hmm. And do we have empathy for them? Not pity, but empathy. Do we sympathize with them? And then this is the most important thing. It says that God's compassion, which is part of his nature, is revealed in how he restores those who are in trouble. And I think that that is the key to compassion versus codependency. Mm -hmm. Are you seeking to restore the person? 2 Corinthians 1.3 says, God is our merciful Father and the source of all Mm. comfort. Mm -hmm. He's the source of all comfort. So if we're experiencing empathy for someone, sympathy for someone, if we understand their plight and our desire is to restore them, it is to restore them to the source of all comfort. We can't be the source. That's what we've been talking about right. in Care Ministries. Gene, you gave a talk on that not long ago at the Care Ministries Volunteer Dinner. Yep. Right? We can't be the source. Right. So compassion is restoring someone to the source of all comfort, which is Jesus Christ. Good. That's yeah. what that's what this definition tells me, and that's what this Bible verse tells me from Second Corinthians one three. And I think that as we go through over the next couple of weeks, we'll unmesh a little bit more of what compassion is. But I I think that that's the key thing is it's part of your nature. You have sympathetic understanding of where the person's at, and you're seeking to restore them to the source of comfort, which is Jesus Christ. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people who, uh, and again, not taking Doug's, I hope I'm not going to step on his toes here, (laughs) but you, you know, I say a lot of times you can't give what you don't have. And so if you don't know God as the source, then you can't, Mm -hmm. your compassion is going to be lessened because ultimately when you come to the end 
and if the and if the end desire, the end result is to reconnect them back to the source, then you can see, and we'll do this over the next couple of weeks, you can see where codependency kicks in because in reality we don't have the faith that God is going to do the restoring because mm-hmm. we haven't experienced it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's something to really look at if you're uh, listening to this podcast as we go through the next weeks is to say, hey, to what extent do I know God is the source? Mm-hmm. Because if I do, then I would think your desire would be, hey, I want to get you to the one who can really do the healing in you, not exactly. I've got to be the one. That's exactly. Right. So we talk a lot about codependency at Celebrate Recovery. It comes up every single week. But often we have newcomers who come in and we're talking about codependency and they say, I don't even know what that is. I've heard that buzzword, but I don't know what codependency is. So I I think, Doug, you were going to touch on that a little bit, right? Unless we've stolen everything that we're going to say. (laughs) And that's the end of our podcast for today. So, um, yeah, so we had used the term tethering. Um, I think that that was the, the word that we were using yesterday as we were preparing. And tethering is when we are tying ourselves to that person's recovery as if somehow um, that person's well-being depends upon us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've already been kind of talking a little bit about that. Um, by the way, my sister used to be a bank teller, and she said that the way that they trained them how to recognize a real or, or a, a counterfeit bill was to actually handle the real thing and to keep their eyes closed mm-hmm. and to feel it. And so when we're talking about compassion, we're going to be looking at what the real thing is, um, what Jesus did in having compassion toward other people. And in doing that, we will then be able to see what the counterfeit is. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. Cool. That's really good. And so um, the, the tricky part with codependency is that it's almost indistinguishable from real compassion. Um, unless you're really attuned um, to the spirit. Um, I know that there have been times with all of us, I'm, I'm sure, that in retrospect we realized, you know, there was, there was something of myself in that interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be the one to help that person. When in reality, what we really need to do is to point people to God. Um, now, this is, a, this is kind of an interesting thing that I had I had read. Um, it said that uh, codependent people move toward others in trying to gain their approval and their affection, and um, they can appear to be unselfish, virtuous, and martyr-like, um, faithful, and and then and also it having the appearance of turning the other cheek despite personal humiliation. Um, approval from others is more important than respecting themselves. Mm. Now, I need to clarify something here because the the Bible does actually say that we should um, put the needs of others ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But listen to the whole verse. This is Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others, but be humble, Mm. thinking of yourselves or thinking of others as better than yourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, What codependency does is it puts our own secret needs or desires um, as being at the forefront, even though um, we may not fully be aware at the time, unless we're really tuned into it, that we are being um, motivated by these secret desires. So an example of that, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different Mm -hmm. um, 
secret desires um, over the next few weeks. Um, their, their motivations, I guess you could call them, that um, are really shaped by our background. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good example of that might be um, wanting to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some people who everything within them just absolutely despises it when, when there's not a sense of order and peace mm-hmm. in relationships. And so they have a need to try to fix it in other people because it makes them uncomfortable. Right. Um, a better way to approach it would be to say, you know, this is not really about me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to point you to the one who can bring you peace, but it's up to God to do the work within you. Um, um, you could call this emotional blackmail. Um, it's, it's called fog. This is something that I had uh, researched today, and I thought this was pretty much summed it up. Fog stands for fear, obligation, and guilt. Um, so codependency often involves um, placing a lower priority of our on our own needs while also being ex- excessively preoccupied with the needs of others mm. um, just because we ourselves are needy. Mm. Um, and so, like I said, over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of those hidden motivations that, that we all have experienced um, with, the, with the desire that we would, once the light is, um, is, is shined, is it shined or shined? Shane, shot. Anyway, well, when you shine Canadian a light, version that yeah, what's the of? Canadian version? <laughs> when you shine a light on a. these, there, that sounded better. A? When you shine, yeah, a. <laughs> um, when you shine a light on, on these hidden motivations, yep. um, it helps us to detach from those motivations and to recognize them, and um, to truly love people. We're we're enabled, we're empowered to actually love people with the love of God. Um, so you guys have anything else you wanted to add? Well, I, I like what you said about your sister in the bank and the counterfeit thing, because even like John 10, 10, which again, we used at our, at our dinner the other night, you know, that <clears throat> Jesus comes to, to give life and give it to the full, that the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy is also where he talks about that the enemy is a counterfeit, you know, and that he will try to come in. He won't come in through the gate. You know, which is the one way in and the one way out that he'll, you know, basically climb over the wall and come in a different way to try to, um, you know, steal the sheep or to mislead the sheep or, you know. And so it's interesting that in codependency, like you said, it on the outside, it looks the same. But when you get beneath the veneer, Mm -hmm. the, the motivation or the heart, you know, it says that God evaluates us or judges us by our heart. And so. Some of the I liked what you said that their desire, some of those things is uh, are uh, legitimate desires, mm-hmm. but they've been twisted. And so we learn how to have those desires met in Christ mm-hmm. and not in uh, either uh, being in control or the need to be needed or exactly you know whatever it happens to be. And again, we'll we'll touch on some of those over the next couple of weeks. But you know, our desire, as always, when we do this podcast, is that hey, if these things come up in you and the awareness comes up in you, and you're like, oh wow, you know, I feel really bad, or now what do I do? You know, we always have a number at the end to get in touch with us so that you can walk with somebody. Uh, so that you don't have to say, okay, well, you brought all that stuff up, but now I don't know what to do, or I'm, I don't have a way, you know, 
to get some help. We want to help you uh, in a compassionate way, not a codependent way. That's right. In uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 19, it was talking about people who were grieving over the fact mm-hmm. that, I mean, people were um, being persecuted, mm-hmm. they were dying. And uh, it was interesting. I thought this was beautiful. It says, um, um, encourage one another with these words. With the words, basically, we do not grieve as as a people who have no hope. Right. So we come to people with this message of the gospel, the message of hope. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not coming to people and presenting ourselves mm-hmm. in order to try to somehow make them feel better. Uh, what we're doing is we want people to have hope, and that hope is found in, in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right, right. And I think, you know, I like what you said, and I think Gene just touched on it too, that they look the same. I think that that's so important. You know, codependency is a cancer, mm-hmm. and it's like the contagious cancer. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell by looking at someone until the cancer has really taken hold. You can't tell... that they have cancer just by looking at them. And that's what codependency is like as well. So again, are we pointing people towards Christ or are we pointing them to ourselves, I think is the question. Are we building disciples for Mm. the kingdom or are we building disciples for ourselves? We can use the name of Christ. This doesn't just happen outside of the church. Codependency is rampant in the church. Absolutely. And people use the name of Jesus to to promote their codependency. Right. And sometimes it's not been diagnosed and they don't even know that they're doing it. And I'd like to end on this. You you said this the other day when we were in a conversation that when Jesus was restoring Peter and he asked Peter, he said, do you love me? And Peter said, you know I do. And he said, feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. So even Peter, who was one of the giants of our faith, was told at the beginning... Your purpose is to feed my, Jesus, sheep, not your sheep. Not the sheep I give you. Yes. They don't become yours. Yes. Right, right. When I make you a steward, they're yes. still mine. Yes. And I think we'll probably hit on that is that those who who fall into codependency will assume ownership over mm-hmm. somebody. Yes. And then that tethering that Doug talked about starts to occur, and then what happens is is there, um, as Dr. Diane Langberg says, then the shepherd ends up feeding on the sheep. Yes. Instead of feeding the sheep. That's a that's a terrifying. It image. is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you. Let's uh, let's pray, and uh, we'll be done for today. God, we thank you for um, the love that you have for us, the word that you give us, and God, as we venture um, for the next few weeks, uh, dealing with. No, uh, being able to to recognize codependency, God, I pray as you help us see ourselves, Lord, that we will truly turn back to you and that you will guide us, that you will heal us, that you will give us wisdom that we need so that we can truly be compassionate towards others as opposed to being codependent. And it's in your son's name, Jesus, we pray. Thanks again for listening to the Care Ministries podcast from Brookwood Church. If you'd like more information about today's topic or you need support, you can call us at 864-688-8355. 
You can also learn more about Care Ministries by visiting www.brookwoodchurch.org care. And make sure to check out all of our upcoming events and support groups on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash brookwoodcare. We'd love to be an encouragement to you as we walk together in a healing relationship with Christ. Until next time, God bless. Baby Yoda, he likes Chicky Nuggy. Mm-hmm. So that's like a lot Record of the, us, you will. the memes. He said, he said, you touch, you touch my nuggy and he's holding like chicken nuggets. He goes, you get the sluggy.